0: W V O X.
1: 1460 W V O X. They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. They're playing
2: basketball. We love that basketball. Hello, everybody. It's Jim Masono on College Hoops Chat. This is one of our most exciting shows of the year. It is the week of the NCAA Tournament. It's back. We lost it last year. It's back. I am so excited. I imagine all of you are. I know we have a lot of extra listeners tonight uh, to learn about tips and strategies to do a better bracket. We have an incredible show um, from Mike Vaccaro to Jaden Daly to Kenny from Rye, Vinny Parisi, Guy Falatico. Peter DiBiase, Sam Basil, and Derek Howard, all people that have called in uh, during the year, except for Mike Vaccaro, the first time. I'm so thrilled that the New York Post uh, famous writer is calling in. So some quick things before Mike calls. Number one, I understand I got some South Carolina Gamecocks listening. Uh, Hello, Gamecocks. How are you? Uh, Friends of my son. Number two, programming change. Because next Monday night and the following Monday night, March 22nd and March 28th. The games are being played for the NCAA tournament. We're going to move the show. We're going to move the show, folks, because we got games the next two Mondays. So next week's show is Tuesday night at 8 o'clock rather than Monday, March 23rd. And then Tuesday, March 29th, again at 8. Then we come back on Monday, April 5th uh, for the National Championship game pregame show at 8 o'clock. So there's some programming changes next two weeks, Tuesday. All right. Uh, let's go to um, what a week for Iona College Gales. We always got to get our hometown, Iona College Gales in. Uh, An incredible ride to win the MAC Conference Tournament, to go to the NCAA Tournament. What a great bunch of guys with a great coach that played their hearts out despite being shut down something like 70 plus days of COVID shutdowns, not being able to practice. Um, They went into that tournament and Won a bunch of games and fought to the finish line. And they won on Saturday uh, against a, a good Fairfield team. Uh, Iona got a very strong win. Asante Gist was terrific. Uh, the senior point guard. And, of course, Rick, Rick Pitino showed us why he's one of the greatest coaches in history of the sport. Hooray for Iona. Bonnies, St. Bonaventure. We're going to talk with them with Mike Vaccaro when he calls. They beat VCU um, in the Atlantic 10 10- Conference Championship on Sunday. What a great game. We'll talk about the, uh, the Bonnies with Mike. And lastly, my um, uh, University of North Carolina Tar Heels, who I root for, as I talk about on the show, uh, they lost in the ACC tournament, but played pretty well, and they're going to be a threat in the NCAA tournament. Uh, in their first game, uh, watch out, Wisconsin, because the Tar Heels can get the ball down low, and sometimes you need to score some easy buckets. In the NCAA tournament. I, when you're doing your bracket. That's one pick I would make. North Carolina over Wisconsin. I don't know about the next round. Uh, but I like North Carolina in the first round. I've been rooting for them all year. Buffalo lost in the finals. Uh, where I went to law school. In the MAC conference championship. Uh, MAC not MAAC. Um, and that was a bummer. But they're going to go to the NIT. So they're still playing the Buffalo Bulls. And St. John's had a great year. We talk about them a lot on the show. Uh, but they got knocked out of the Big East. And their season is now over. All right, so while we wait for our guest, Mike Vaccaro, uh, when the callers call in, we're going to be uh, talking all about brackets for the whole night, and I believe we now have Mike Vicaro on the line, so let me go. Say hello to our guest. Mike Vaccaro, are you there? I am here, Jermaine. How are you doing? Thank you so much for calling. I have to tell you, just so I can give you a quick commercial, uh, <laughs> I sent emails over the years to Mike to discuss his articles, usually agreeing, sometimes having a different point of view. But you're always so nice to respond in an email back to a reader. Uh, It's really classy. Not all sports writers do that, Mike. So it's been really nice that I've been able to communicate with you that way. And it's so nice of you to come on the show for our bracket show. Uh, It should be really fun tonight. I'm looking
3: forward to it. Thanks
2: for having me on. Well, you're a St. Bonaventure grad, so that's like huge points, you know, from the day I read your first article and you (laughs) drew in some Bonnie references. So I attended St. Bonaventure as well, uh, and we all know what a special place it is.
3: Yeah, it is, and uh, you know, it's been a it, it's been a tremendous uh, uh, era for, for for the Bonneys under Mark Schmidt. So uh, this is really kind of the uh, this is about as uh, as good as you can get for you, you know you get uh, get a nine seed after considering some, some lean years they had in the past uh, to be in a year where, you know in an era where they where they win every year it's 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 a lot of fun it really is.
2: Well, let's start with good news, right? Mark Schmidt. Who really is, I believe, in the top tier coaches in the United States, uh, is not going to Boston College. Mike Vaccaro, there was some rumors that's where he played, and he went to school, so he's staying with the bodies. At least not going to BC. That's good news, right?
3: That's certainly good news for the bodies, and it's good news for those of us who care about Saint Bonaventure basketball. I mean, you know, I kind of feel a little a little dirty almost uh, celebrating too much because, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sure that's a job that has some has has had some appeal to. To Mark over the years, so you would think he might, uh, you know, actually be a little disappointed that they bypassed him. And then, you know, who knows? Maybe, he, maybe he did the bypassing, but uh, right. But uh, sure, it's good news for St. Bonaventure because, uh, you know, you know, Mark has a job there for for, for life <laughs> because of the job he's done and the fact that he uh, really, in a lot of ways, embodies so much about uh, about St. Bonaventure's spirit. I mean, he really has adopted that place as kind of almost his his uh, honorary alma honor. So it's, uh, it's it's definitely a good day. You know, if yesterday was a great day for the bodies. this was a very good day for the bodies, for
2: sure. It's actually right. You're right. Back-to-back days. Pretty good. I I love Mark Schmidt. And you just watch how well his, you know, sometimes with a coach, uh, some of you have these yellers and screamers on the sideline. Mark Schmidt doesn't need to yell and scream because you could tell he's, that team was well-practiced, well-trained. They know exactly what they're doing. They spread the floor. They move the ball around. They hit the boards. When you watch them on the floor, you just see a very well-coached team. Yeah, he's not a yeller or a
3: screamer. He's a pacer. He he, he, he puts he puts about ten or eleven thousand steps in during course of he the does. game. He does, but uh, but they, and that's the thing. But they, this team especially is kind of a, the the uh, the culmination of what Marcus tried to build there because he's uh you know there's there's five very very good junior players, all of them have a lot of experience now. You know, uh, even even Jalen Attaway, who was a an addition this year, but he was a two year player in Miami of Ohio, so he's got a lot of experience. Um, they're just—they're just a winning team. A lot of winning players, and that's a—that's a great formula. And they've really taken to Mark's system, which is very heavily reliant on defense and uh, and uh, multiple offenses. And uh, it'll be fun. Like I mean, you know, LSU is going to be a tough challenge in the first round, but that's going to be a, a fun matchup, I think.
2: It is the only thing. One thing I wanted to say about the team when I watched them play—I've watched most games this season—they spread the floor and move the ball. With screens and things like that, as well as anybody in the country. I mean, it's really impressive how they play. I think mean, it's a lot of fun they
3: I mean, play. I mean, it, you know, and, and it, it begins with the point guard Kyle Lofton, who was not only a, a starter from the moment he showed up, but he was a captain. in his first his first game as a freshman, he was named the captain of the team, which tells you a little bit about him. Sure. Under under recruited, coming out of high school, spent a spent a uh, a year at uh, Putnam Science Prep, uh, alongside Oshien Oshini, who's the other really the key component. He's a He's a, the X factor in a lot of ways because of the back of that defense. I mean, you have basically four guys who are the same player, six four, six five. You know, more guards and fours, and then they're at the back line. You have a guy who's got who's six ten that has a seven foot five wingspan and blocks everything in sight. So it, it, it does make them kind of a unique uh, team to prepare for. And I think that that's uh, certainly you know, one of the things that you would be hopeful for if you're looking for an upset in this game because you know, look, like LSU survived the SEC, which is a a torturous schedule, and and, uh, and they you know, all came very close to beating Alabama in the championship game. So um, it's going to be a challenge, but it's going to be a fun game. I think, I think these are two teams that really have different strengths and different weaknesses, and they'll see how they attack each other.
2: That's a great point, Mike, because I think what's fun about the game is they have different styles, and I, I think it's actually a good matchup for St. Bonaventure, let me tell you why. Uh, we can control the ball uh, for the full 24-second clock, Uh, excuse me, 32nd clock, and still get a nice shot off. Uh, They they do that all the time. They move the ball, they're screening, they're moving, they're getting into open spaces. Uh, That's not something LSU likes. LSU likes to get out and run. They like to to play a lot of offense up and down the court. They're not going to get that with St. Bonaventure, and I think there's a potential for St. Bonaventure to frustrate LSU. Yeah, I
3: agree with that. I think, uh, look, I mean, LSU is not known as a particularly good defensive team. And, uh, I think if you're willing to, to work the shot clock against them, they're gonna, you're gonna get a good shot. And, you know, that's really what, what bottom-inchers bread and butter is. And, and look, what, one of the things they do in the, in the games they've been most successful, certainly through all three games in Atlantic 10, which they, you know, handle three opponents pretty, you know, pretty easily. Three winning teams, three opponents with winning records, by the way, pretty easily. Um, you know, they, 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 they start early, they, they get a lead, and then they, then they're great front runners because they just, uh, you know, they just know how to, how to keep a lead, how to maintain a lead, how to hold off runs, uh, which is exactly what you, what you want in the NCAA tournament. I mean, if you get out early, um, you're going to have a lot of success, I think. And that's kind of what uh, what this team
2: has done. Right. Well, a little bit. I wonder if Mark Schmidt and Tony Bennett of Virginia are friends because they both do that. If they get a lead, you're in big trouble.
3: <laughs> that's a game that uh, if they ever played each other, we uh, might wind up 38-32. Uh, to 32.
2: Exactly. Um,
3: but uh but uh, they do play similarly i i mean I, I, in fact I, I think uh more than one person that I know is has kind of referred to the Bonnies as the poor man's Cavaliers because they do uh, play you know they, they 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 subscribe to similar philosophies in, in terms of the way that they they uh you know approach approach games and approach pro their their programs
2: right, I agree well, I love mark Schmidt this was a I, I think it's fair to say mike i I think you're a saint Bonaventure historian an historic season to win both the regular season and the uh, A10. Tournament. Uh, that's a pretty historic season for the school. It sure is, and
3: look, I mean, it's, you know, Marchman has turned that into a pretty darn good job and a pretty darn good program. It wasn't always that way. I mean, it, those of us who have been around the program certainly remember some dark times. Um, when it wasn't just that it was bad coaches or bad times, it was you know, it's a, it's a very. It could be a difficult place to try and build a program. It's a remote, it's a remote location. It's very. Uh, it's a small school. Sometimes it's not terribly appealing to, to terrific basketball players. But uh, you know, Marchman has really kind of proven that you can do that, and I think that's going to be a real help for the future, certainly for the rest of, of of Mark's tenure there. But you know, whoever has to you know fill those big shoes, you know, whenever he does move on.
2: I agree. All right. So we're very happy about the Saint Bonaventure Bonnies and we I believe they will beat LSU. Are you willing to go there, Mike?
3: Um, I certainly would like to think that they will. <laughs> I, I look, I mean, I I have seen it I've seen the game as a pick 'em and I think that's probably very accurate. I think that I do think it's gonna be a close game, so you know, if it's a close game, I'm i gonna put my faith in a in a pretty well coached team which the bodies are, so yeah, I could I I I could see it happening. I'm not necessarily gonna gonna guarantee you to pick it. One thing my wife is an L S U graduate, so
2: I don't wanna Oh, don't wanna we got work. a little conflict wanna, in the house. Too much wow, I didn't know you had a little conflict in the house. All right. Yeah, what are the odds, right? What are the odds? <laughs> All right, so um uh, uh, we'll see what happens. Should be a great game. All right, let's turn to the whole tournament. I got a couple. All the guests today on the show, Mike. I got a bunch of questions. I, I emailed it to him. Let's get into them. Do you have three teams when you look at the bracket, or, when you look at where they're sitting compared to what people are saying about them? You'll they'll probably do a little better than expected.
3: I think Syracuse is the one that jumps to mind. For one thing, they were playing pretty well toward the end of the season. I think they're understated. I mean, I think. You know, I mean. I'm going to be along that island a lot of people were surprised they weren't in the play-in game. But I thought the way they were playing toward the end of the year, and given their history, um, I, I thought that would be, they would be better than a 6-11 game. I think, uh, and look, I mean, I think once, you know, Syracuse is proving that well, once they get their, their feet under them during a, uh, during a uh, during tournament that, uh, um, you know anything is possible, and, and uh, so it's. Uh, I, I would be surprised if you see Syracuse making run at least in the Sweet
2: Sixteen. Interesting, um, interesting. Well, they have a good team. They played a much better in the last couple of weeks than they did the rest of the season, and that's a game that's interesting too. Because San Diego State kind of has their own unique kind of. They they have a slow offense. They play very hard nosed defense. They crash the boards. That's an interesting game with Syracuse.
3: Yeah, I think it is, and I think it's an interesting bracket. And and, and but I just, you know, I, it is funny. It, it does seem that Syracuse is a, uh, you know, becomes a different team in March. I mean, they spend they they have had a bunch of seasons now strung together where they where they lose their share of games, and then all of a sudden you look up and they're they're still you know, they're they're playing at their best once they're in the NCAA tournament. So I could I could definitely see that happening for sure. Syracuse this year for sure.
1: I remember A few years ago,
2: where they wound up at three or four years, I think when they went to the Final Four out of nowhere it was a total surprise.
3: Yeah, 2016 was exactly that. And right. They were, you know, the same situation. It was a surprise to a degree they got in. Uh, you know, they they got uh, they got their legs under them. There were a couple of upsets, and all of a sudden you look and they're they're beating Virginia and they you know they to, to, to go to the Final Four. And that's uh, that's the kind of thing that Syracuse does. I mean, you know, they they can have a tough year, but they usually they're usually filled with good players. And look, I mean, you know, I know I know Jim Boeheim has his detractors, but he's a terrific coach. Absolutely, he's a, he's a game-tested coach, so it's not surprising to me at all when they made it, when, You know, when they managed to when they managed to figure out a way to get it done in March.
2: Do you have a Cinderella, a possible Cinderella, maybe a team, uh, a lower-seeded team that gets like the Sweet Sixteen? I mean, I don't even know
3: if they, if they would be considered a Cinderella because they've gotten a lot of positive buzz, given the fact that. Uh, uh, they've had a great year and they, they, they have a favorable first round matchup. But I, I really do like Winthrop. Um, uh, I, I do think they're going to, you know, I have a lot of friends who are Villanova guys, so they're gonna, not going to enjoy this pick. But I, I don't think the movers are the, 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 the only going to beat Villanova. I think they'll probably beat him pretty handily. Cause that's a very good team. Um, they are. If you've watched, if you've watched Winthrop, they're just, a, they're just a lot of fun to a lot of fun to watch. They are. Yeah, once, you know, once they once they win that game, you're talking about a matchup probably with Purdue, and I mean, I don't think that Purdue scares me. You know, if I'm if I'm Winter, but I shouldn't see any reason why, I, you know, I shouldn't play with them. And then, of course, then beyond that, you, you're likely talking about Baylor. So, I don't know that it's a I don't know the Cinderella team that's going to wind up in the final four, but I definitely think it's a, you know it's a, it's a team that's, uh, that's right. going to be heard from.
2: All right, Mike. How about uh, give me your final four and who do you think is going to win? Well,
3: I I I, I, I'll, 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 I I think Gonzaga is clearly the best team in the country. I, I, I I've, I've watched them play; they're an enjoyable team to play. I mean, the way I would describe the kind of bringing it back all, all the way back to our originator uh, is, is that uh, they're a deeper, more talented baller. You know, I mean, they're, 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 the way they play, I mean, they they go up and down the floor better. And you know, it's they, not it's not necessarily a simple style of play, but the but, but their approach, their selfless approach, their defensive approach uh really reminds me of uh, Bonaventure with uh, you know a, a, a greater stable of talent I guess. So I you know, and I and obviously I don't I don't really think they're, good, they're gonna they're gonna uh um win the championship but obviously they're gonna that's gonna be one of the you know one of the final four. Um to me I think Illinois is gonna get there. I, 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 I like the way their bracket shapes up as long as they can survive Loyola, which would be an interesting Illinois battle in the Sure. In the second round, um, look. I mean, I think that I, I, I think Baylor is the team to beat in in, in that other, in in, in in the one bracket. I think the one vulnerable uh, number one seed is Michigan. And uh, look, I would love to tell you that the reason why they're vulnerable is because the Bonnies are going to come after them after they beat the LSU. And should that be a wonderful thing for for you and me? But I just think that uh, that, that they're vulnerable because they're not healthy, and, and I think they can be they they, they they can be knocked off by you know Florida State certainly. Uh, and LSU, I mean, look, I mean, if LSU survives Bonaventure, they certainly have enough uh, enough weapons where they could take him out, too.
2: You know who I think is going to come out of that side of the bracket? I don't think it's going to be Michigan. because I think losing Isaiah Livers is huge. I think Texas has the talent to make the Final Four.
3: They certainly do. I and, mean, you know, they, they, when, when, they, when they play well, uh, they're they're a lot of fun to watch. And uh, that's, uh, that's a pretty good pick. I would... I would sell that picture to some of my friends who are looking for advice, for sure.
2: I agree. All right, listen, Mike, thank you so much for calling this show. It was uh, so nice to have you since I've been reading your columns for like a decade. And uh, enjoy them. Uh, you do such great work with the Post. And uh, enjoy the games. And let's go, Bonnies. Sounds good. Thanks. Good, good talking to you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much for calling. All right, that's Mike Vaccaro from the New York Post. What a great job. Really enjoyed having him on the show. All right, now I believe we have Jaden Daly from Daily Dose of Hoops. Jaden, are you there?
0: I am, Jimmy, and I, I have to say it's an honor for me to follow Mike Ficaro. Thank you for having me on.
2: Yeah, he's a he's a class act, and a it just shows you what a nice guy is to come on the show tonight and share his thoughts on college basketball. We have that St. Bonaventure connection, so that's kind of fun. Um, and I'm, I think we're both really excited about St. Bonaventure LSU. Very interesting game, right, Jaden?
0: Absolutely. You can't say enough first of all, about the job that Mark Schmidt has done with the Bonnies since he got there now in his 14th season. And this might be one of his better teams since Andrew Nicholson was in Olean. You look at the group of Kyle Austin, Jalen Adway, Jaron Holmes, and also Nassouye, and this is a group, Jim, that can do some damage. The only problem is the number one seed in the East regional initiative, and even without Isaiah Livers, is a very tough draw. Not to say that it's not impossible, but it is a very tough ask for the Bonnies in terms of matchups.
2: Listen, I, w- I would even go further, Jaden. I would say uh, if St. Bonneville gets past LSU, and I think they can, I actually think they will, uh, and they have to match up against Michigan, had they had Isaiah Livers, it probably wasn't doable, but... Not having Isaiah Livers gives them at least a puncher shot to beat them.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I, I do think we get that one nine matchup in the second round. I I like Bonaventure over LSU myself.
2: All right, great. All right, let's get into the bracket. Let's get into the questions I'm asking all the callers today. Give me some teams that you think are gonna do better in the tournament than people think.
0: Well, the first first one of right off the bat is gonna be Rutgers. I have Rutgers in the Elite Eight. I'll tell you that right now. Even as a 10 seed, I think Steve Peichel and the Scarlet Knights got a very favorable draw. They get a like minded team in Clemson first out of the gate Friday night. The Clemson team that averages 65 points and 32 rebounds a game, a very small lineup. So if Miles Johnson can stay out of foul trouble, Clemson's going to have its hands full with him Friday night. Houston, as a two seed, doesn't really. Past the eye test for me, I think the Cougars are very beatable. And then in the top part of that quadrant, I also like Syracuse as an 11 seed in the Sweet 16. Another favorable draw with San Diego State and a West Virginia team, Jim, that has had problems advancing past the first weekend in recent years. And without Oscar Sheetway, who transferred midway through the year, the Mountaineers' frontcourt is... is a little more of a question mark after Miles McBride and Derek Culver. Bob Huggins is going to have to find a third option. I have Rutgers and Syracuse both exceeding expectations. And the third team I'll give you is UConn. I think UConn makes the Elite Eight as a seven-seed East. A healthy James Booknight gives the Huskies potential to be a Final Four team. They have They have a very favorable part of the bracket as well. The only thing that I think stands in the Huskies' way is Texas is a three-seed. I do think that's going to be a very fun, sweet 16 matchup. UConn can beat Alabama. UConn and Iona, hey, we can dream, right? Maybe a 7-15 second-round matchup. Who knows?
2: I would love it, Jaden. It would make my year. In this lousy COVID year, Iona beating Alabama would be just about the best thing. I agree with that. All right, give me a Cinderella. Give me a low seeded team that's gonna make a little run and win a couple of games.
0: I'll give you I'll give you Rutgers as a ten seed, but aside from that, maybe Winthrop as a twelve if the Eagles can get past Purdue after going to a Villanova over team that doesn't have Colin SD and has a compromised Justin Moore. Ohio is another one that could really surprise depending on how Virginia handles its COVID situation, and Creighton has hit the skids in recent weeks as well. Jason Preston, who we saw at the Hein Center a couple of years ago in Iona's home opener and went for 27 points and 14 rebounds, an NBA draft pick. Most likely this season, Ohio, as a 13th seed, could even make the sweep 16, too.
2: I like him. All right, so we're running out of time, so let's go quick. Give me your final four and the eventual champ.
0: In Ohio State, Illinois, I do think Michigan, even without livers, gets through that regional. Ohio State, Illinois, is going to be an absolute classic on the right side of the bracket, almost like the Big Ten title game was this past Sunday. I do think Gonzaga just won't be denied. I just feel like it's their year, Jim. We'll have an undefeated national champion for the first time in 45 years.
2: That's exciting. Since Bobby Knight and the Indiana Hoosiers, right, Right, Jaden.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Last Thank team Alright listen Jaden, you killed it Great picks Very thoughtful as always I appreciate you Coming on the show And I appreciate your, All your posts On Twitter And your blog You do a great job On the daily Dose of Hoops Keep up the great work Jaden. Thank you so much Alright so Folks We're halfway through You uh, got a lot of Great information so far uh, After the commercial break We'll be back On College Hoop Chat For the second Half of the show
0: And National News. Here is the latest update from Fox News Radio. Westchester's favorite morning show.
1: I love the morning show.
0: Good morning, Westchester, with Dennis and Tommy. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9, right here on
1: 1460 WVOX. 1460 W V O X.
2: okay folks we're back on college hoops chat and we have our number one caller kenny from rye on the line hello kenny
5: james how we doing
2: good thanks all right so let's get right into the picks and while we do your picks i'm going to throw some of mine in too i didn't get a chance to do my picks yet so i'm going to throw them with you so go ahead give me some teams that are going to do better than everybody thinks
5: we've got a couple surprise teams that we've talked about and i think uh Starting out uh, with my the first one, I think, is going to be Georgetown. I think D wins in the postseason. That's proven by the fact that they got better and better. And obviously, Patrick knows how to teach uh, defense to his team, and I think that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, my second one is going to be SDSU, San Diego State. We've liked them. You and I have liked them all year. Again, a, a tough defensive team. I think they're also going to be interesting to watch. And my last surprise team is uh fan favorite is Loyola of Chicago. Great coaching, and I think Sister Jean is going to at 101 is going to have a little bit of divine intervention on that team uh, to do a little bit, to do a little bit better than expected in, the, in this dance
2: here. I agree. So I'll do my three teams that I think are going to do better than people thinks. Michigan State, Michigan State, who beat who beat Michigan, Ohio State, and Illinois this year. They're a really good team. They're going to beat UCLA on Thursday in the playing game. Then they're going to beat BYU. And then I actually think. They can even give a game to Texas or Alabama, the winner of that game. So I think Michigan State's going to go further. I like uh, Jaden's pick of Rutgers. Uh, I think Rutgers does beat Clemson. I think they could beat Houston, too. It's really exciting for the Northeast to get Rutgers win a couple of games. Um, And lastly, I already said it. I'm putting, I know this uh, sounds interesting, but I'm putting Texas in the Final Four because I think the Isaiah Livers injury is huge. Uh, I think it's going to hold back Michigan's run to the Final Four. I'm going to put Texas in the Final Four. How about that?
5: When we get down to that point, I think, unfortunately, we are very much in agreement on that.
2: Right. All right. Uh, Cinderella, Kenny. What's your Cinderella?
5: Cinderella, as we have all agreed upon, is above number 12, and that takes me down, back, out, back to Georgetown. I think, again, what they've shown in the last four or five games of the year, their defense and uh, their offense has started to click. I think they're riding in momentum, and I think they're, they're a dangerous team to play. I think they're an interesting Cinderella.
2: My Cinderella is Ohio, a 13th seed. and the, Number one, I think they're a really good team. I watched them take uh, Buffalo apart in the finals of the Mac. But the other thing is Virginia's got COVID issues. They're not even sure yet who can play. There's an upset waiting to happen in that game, Ken.
5: I like that one, too. Uh, it's been talked about a lot. A lot of the people, uh, the quote-unquote pundits, uh, seem to like Ohio as well.
2: All right, what about for your final four?
5: Well, the first round upset. I just got we'll throw one in there just to, just to keep it local here. Is uh, first round upset? I think I, I like I like looking at Colgate over possibly Arkansas. I think Colgate's been interesting to watch all year. They have dominated their division. Very very disciplined. Uh, you know, disciplined style of play. It'll be interesting to see. I think that's one interesting first round upset to take a look at.
2: I agree. That's a real. I think so. I think you know. I, I put on uh, on our Twitter page for the show. I put on. All the games to focus on for the upset, and certainly that's uh, one of the ones to keep an eye on. My first round upset uh, is going to be Ohio over Virginia. I like it. I think that's a great one. All right, fine. So, what's your final four? Final four
5: is I'm, I'm picking, and this is very much, unfortunately, not out of the norm. But I, I'm going with the theory of looking at really the best, you know, top ranked point guards in the country, and I think those point guards, not from the standpoint of what they've done all year, but also the maturity uh, and, and the schedule they played. So I like Gonzaga versus Texas. Uh, I like Jalen uh, uh, Suggs. I like Texas, the fact that they've won six in a row, and as you mentioned, the, the situation in Michigan may give them a little bit of an easier road. And then moving on, I like Baylor versus Illinois. Uh, Jared Butler at Baylor, I think, has been a superstar. Again, we don't see too much of them up here uh, or in the, in the Northeast, so it's tough. But when we've seen Baylor play, they've been great. And then uh, the Illinois team, I like it. They've been tough all year. The Big Ten is clearly the best the best uh, league in, in, uh, in, in Division One this year. And I think their point guard, A.O., is going to be a superstar as well. So I like that based off those three-point guards. And I like Texas because it's not the break they got with Michigan's issue right now.
2: All right, who's going to win the whole thing?
5: I like Gonzaga. I'm not out of the norm here. I think that, you know we again, like your caller mentioned before, uh, first undefeated team uh, in a long time, and I think it'll be interesting to watch. I, I think their style of play is, is very, very disciplined. They've also played a lot of games. Now, not a lot of tough games early, but a lot of games. And that's hell versus teams that have played you know, 18, 19, 20 games. They've played a lot of games, and I think it'll be interesting to see.
2: I agree. I think that... Um, but I'm going to give you a different spin. So, believe it or not, we are... Of one mind, Ken, I guess we talk too much about basketball together. (laughs) Uh, I have Gonzaga, Texas, Baylor, and Illinois in the Final Four. Except I have Illinois upsetting Gonzaga in the Finals, and I'll tell you why. Gonzaga's great, there's no question. But I am concerned that they haven't been tested in two months. They haven't been in all the rugged games that Illinois has been, those tough Big Ten games. And with the game on the line, I'd rather have the team that had the experience in these really tough, slugfest, Big Ten games... Take Gonzaga that's just cruised for two months.
5: I agree. I guess that's going to, to be friends since third grade. I, I went back and forth on the situation with Illinois. I like A.O. I think he's done a great job. Um, and I think, again, as you mentioned, the Big Ten is, a, you know, that slugfest that they went through all year, even though it was not a normal year. It was a normal year in the Big Ten, and it was tough.
2: All right, let me go, Ken. We got Vinny Parisi on the line.
5: Excellent. Thanks, James. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks
2: so much. All right, Vin Parisi, are you there? Vin Parisi, we're trying to get you on the line. We got Vinny? Vinny? What's up, Jim? I'm so happy you called. Thank you so much. My favorite How college you, basketball sir? announcer in America. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. All right, let's go fast because we're on the clock here. Give me some teams, Vin Parisi, who are going to do better in the tournament than people think.
6: I'll tell you, I, I really liked the uh, Rutgers draw. Uh, Jim, what a, for that 7-10 game. Uh, and don't get me wrong, Clemson is legit. They got uh, bounced in the first round uh, by Miami in um, the uh, the ACC tournament. Um, but I think the matchup style-wise, you can't get caught up with stats and rankings. you got to look at style. And uh, they have a point guard, Amir Sims, the does, does the majority of their damage and success offensively comes from him off high pick-and-rolls in the three-point line. And Steve Peichel's team is great at defensive pick-and-roll coverage. I think they smother him. I think that defensively they'll be too much. And I think that they could control tempo and slow it down against the Houston out of the AAC. So, you know, wouldn't be surprised if you saw Rutgers as the 10-seed go a little higher. Um, You know, I know a lot of people love Michigan right now. I think that if the veteran Isaiah Livers does not come back that uh The East could be wide open. Uh I have Florida State going all the way to the Final Four. I know that that's not a... I could see a it. Sexy, uh, typical pick, but, you know, I think Leonard Hamilton, he had the best offense in the ACC this year as a group. He goes eight or nine deep on the regular. Uh He's got a lot of long bodies, and Scotty Thurman, a, a future pro, he's got the star factor, so... You know, I, I think that there's, you know, I think Syracuse got a good draw because San Diego State, as good as they are, doesn't shoot it great, so that could play into the zone. Uh, I, I think we could have a fun first round.
1: All right, Vin,
2: two quick questions because we're running out of time. Do two. Give me your Cinderella and give me a first-round upset.
6: Uh, you know, Cinderella, I don't see an actual VCU out of this crew uh, this year, Jim. I'm, I, I got to tell you, I'm very chalky uh with this one per se i don't know if you're going to see one of those wichita state or vcu uh, or old school gonzaga from the late 90s stories but i will tell you this if you're looking for a good upset keep your eye on that 413 ohio virginia game ohio is a six foot four guard jason Preston. i've called a few of his his games recently on fox he is legit he's got a shot at being a pro Ohio, Jim, is for real. They put up 101 points this year on Cleveland State. They only lost to Illinois by two back in November. Virginia and Tony Bennett better come to play in that 13-4 game.
2: Vinny, we were texting on uh, Saturday night when Ohio was taking apart my Buffalo Bulls, so <laughs> I, I certainly understand that. All right, look, the last thing, Vinny, you got like 10 seconds left. Give me your final four and champ.
6: I think you got to go Gonzaga out of the West. Uh Best team that Mark Few's ever had. Uh, out of the East, I'm going with Florida State. Uh, out of the Midwest, I'm going with Illinois. And I'm going to go with Baylor out of the South. But unlike a lot of people who love the Zags, and I do, they are legitimately for real. Mark Few has two top five picks, lottery picks for next year. I think Illinois is the most complete team. If you take into account half-court defense, rebounding, Io the moves the best playmaker and closer in college basketball. Coburn inside, the big fella. They play as a group. They have veteran leadership. They have perimeter shooting. I can't put a weakness right now on Illinois. All
2: right, Vin, since you and I agreed on Illinois beating Gonzaga in the finals, that could be a problem for Illinois. That's the only thing I'm worried about. <laughs> oh, good pick, Jim. Thank you, Vin. You're the greatest. Thank you, Jim son.' Keep up the great work. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Vin Parisi. Uh, all right, folks, we have Guy Philatico on the line now. Guy who's from Iona Hoops. Hi, Guy. How's, how's it going, Jim? Go Gales. Go Gales. How about that? Go Gales beat Alabama, right? <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see.
2: <laughs> we'll see. All right, let's get into it so we can keep things moving. Give me some teams, Guy. Guy Philatico from Iona Hoops um, that are going to do better than people think.
1: All right, you gave me you gave one already so we won't waste time on it. Michigan State, I think the same thing. I think they're gonna to go to sweet sixteen. Great minds um, think alike. That's right. Well here's where we're gonna flip though. I'm gonna have LSU going to sweet sixteen. They're gonna they're gonna oh, they're gonna beat Bonaventure. Oh, Guy, was so
2: close on basketball. <laughs> and you wanna get the Bonnies. Oh no.
1: And then one more one more that's gonna exceed is number five the four seed florida in the second round and then L- and lsu's run and get to their lead eight themselves then i think we missed you. just give me that third team quick uh, oh uh it's colorado they're going to beat florida and wow, that's a big one all right. They're... all right give me a oh. first
2: round upset
1: i'll give you two quick ones two thirteens i have liberty beating oklahoma state and north texas beating purdue all right will one of those be your cinderella uh, no, but one of them is going to help the other Cinderella. Uh, I don't, uh, I'm going to say with Winthrop is going to make the sweet 16. They're going to beat Nova and then they're going to beat North Texas. To a get lot of the people 16. got, that's a
2: popular, I think tonight of all the callers so far, Winthrop was kind of a consensus guy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Give me your final four in the winter guy.
1: Okay. Not too wacko. I've got two ones and two twos. Um, uh, I have, uh, Baylor in Illinois getting to the final four on one side of the bracket. On um, the other side, I have Iowa upsetting the in the Elite Eight game to get there. Wow. And I'm going to have to explain this next one. I have Alabama reaching the Final Four as well. All right, explain um, quickly. I, I, I'm known to be a jinx, so I'm hoping my powers take down Alabama even uh, even earlier so that the girls can take them down. We'll see. Well, you know, um,
2: Guy, my wife calls me jinxy so maybe I should say Alabama's going to win,
1: too. <laughs> uh, so I have Illinois beating Baylor, I have Alabama beating uh, Iowa, and I have uh, Illinois beating Alabama in the championship game. Well, me, you,
2: Vinny Parisi, have Illinois winning the national championship. I don't know what that means. Thank you, Guy. You did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Take okay. care, man. Thank go you. Go. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to our commercial break. And then we'll be right back to finish up the show.
0: your mornings with radio's favorite morning team, Dennis and Tawny, and Good Morning Westchester. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9, right here on 1460
1: WVOX. 1460 WVOX. They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. Folks,
2: we're back on the Bracket they Show on College out Hoops, out Hoops chat. chat. I'm Jim Massano. We're going right to the phone line where I have... Peter DiBiase. Peter, are you there? Yes, I am, Jim. Thank you for having me on. Listen, folks, this is my friend Peter. He's a student announcer at Providence. Sorry your Friars didn't go further this year, uh, but I think you're a rising star. I think I might see you on ESPN someday, Peter.
4: Yeah, it was a tough year for the Friars, but I appreciate the compliment, Jim.
2: No problem. Let's get right into it. Peter, give me some teams that are going to do better than people think.
4: First team that kind of comes to mind for me is San Diego State um, out of the Midwest uh, Mountain West Conference. A lot of us in this in the Northeast don't really get to watch them, so it's kind of a team that's kind of flying under uh, the radar. Had a really good year. They were twenty-three and four that nobody really talked about. They led by two senior uh, scorers who both averaged fourteen and fifteen points per game. And I think they got a good matchup against Syracuse. And they do have a tough matchup against West Virginia, but I feel like if they, they're a team that could beat West Virginia, but um, also, Syracuse is a good matchup. Another team that I kind of like is uh, LSU, and I think LSU's kind of a popular pick. I know.
2: Oh, boy, uh, oh, boy, Pete, Another one killing me here.
4: Yes, I know St. Bonaventure is one of your teams, but I feel like if they get past St. Bonaventure, they're going to face a depleted Michigan team. If Michigan does not have Isaiah Livers, I feel like that's a great matchup for LSU, and LSU can really score the ball. Uh, Cameron Thomas is a great freshman guard, so I feel like they get past your Bonnies and they take on a Michigan team that doesn't have Isaiah Livers, I think I give uh, LSU a great shot. All right, let's jump game.
2: now. We got, we're got we running out of time. I need a Cinderella and a first-round upset, maybe a combo of the two. Give me give me it.
4: Cinderella's UC Santa Barbara, and I think they're also a Cinderella. I feel like uh, Creighton, similar to Alabama, a team that is relies on a three-point shot. If they get cold, like they did against Georgetown, uh, I think UC Santa Barbara Good pick. will be offset over Creighton.
2: Good pick. All right. And so you think UCSB uh, will win their first game against Creighton. Interesting. A solid team versus an inconsistent team. Creighton's inconsistent. I like it. All right, give me your final four. Final four, Gonzaga versus Florida State and Ohio
4: State versus Illinois.
2: Okay, finals. Who's our champion?
4: We got Illinois defeating Gonzaga, so I agree with you on the Illinois
2: champion. Wow, four
4: in a row for Illinois. How about that? Yeah, I own Kofi Cochran. Might be the best uh, kind of wing uh, big man duo we've seen in a long time in college basketball. They're they're fun to watch.
2: My right, Peter, you crushed it. Great job, as always. Uh, have a great rest of the school year, and we'll get you back on the show next year.
4: Thank you for having me on. Thank Enjoy the rest of the show.
2: Thank you so much. Okay, folks, we're going to our next phone call. I believe we have Sam Basil on the phone. Sam, are you there? I'm here, Jim. How you doing? Thank you for calling. Sam is a writer uh, for the Atlantic 10 Talk covering Fordham. Does a great job. Sam, let's jump right into it. Give me some teams that are going to do better than people think in the NCAA tournament.
7: All right, so my my three favorite teams, two of them are from the Big Ten, and I think they're going to be doing great for the exact same reason. Rutgers and Maryland. Despite a mediocre record from both teams, they have both come out of this Big Ten gauntlet with some quality wins. Right now, I have Rutgers going up all the way to the Sweet 16. I think they'll be able to take out a... A Houston team, who I kind of consider a bit of a week two seed, uh, for Maryland, I think you know they got some hot shooters. If they can get hot early, they'll have a they'll be able to compete with UConn. I and think. My third,
2: okay, I'm just gonna okay. say I think Maryland UConn is such an interesting game in the first round. I'm really looking forward to that one.
7: It is it is a coin toss. It's a bit of a coin toss for me, but I'm gonna have to go Maryland. Okay. okay. Good. And my third team is Georgetown. They're really hungry coming out of a big, miracle East, Big East tournament win. And Patrick Ewing is developing an elite rebounding team that's a lot better than their record shows. I mean, they beat Creighton in that Big East championship game, but also they beat Creighton earlier on in the regular season. So, I, I, you know, I think they're not a team you want to mess with.
2: I agree. All right, so give me your Cinderella team, and also give me a first-round upset. Uh, go ahead.
7: All right, my Cinderella team, is, I think, is going to make the Sweet 16 due to just the kind of the luck of the draw, and that's UC Santa Barbara. Okay. So I think they're going to take down a weakened Creighton team in the first round as the 12th seed, and they're going to play Ohio in the second round because Ohio is going to take advantage of a Virginia team that had to pause their program right before the tournament due to COVID complications. I like those 13 matchup in the second round.
2: Sam, I like those picks. They're very strong. I agree. I think both the Gauchos uh, and or the Ohio Bobcats. I think they are right. Um, Yep, that's uh, that's going to be that's. There's certainly threats for an upset. All right, give me your final four.
7: All right, my final four. I hate to you know make the easy path and pick ones, but the top seeds are just way too strong this year. So I'm going to go Gonzaga, Bama, Baylor, Illinois. With Gonzaga taking down the Illini in the final.
2: All right, I, I, strong choices, Sam. Strong choices. Great job. Um, keep up the good work, uh, uh, covering Fordham. Any any word on the coaching search? While well, we have a minute for the next caller.
7: Yeah. So right now, uh, as far as I've heard from my sources within the program, uh, they're casting a pretty wide net in terms of candidates. Uh, when I heard last week, I heard the number was possibly up to twenty, but uh, I've seen a lot of top. Top choices emerging guys like Fran Freshilla and Jared Grasso. But if I could, could I just throw out a name that I think people aren't talking about that I'd like to sure you know, kind of see Fordham take a look at? Sure. Tobin Anderson, head coach of Saint Thomas Aquinas, which is a D two school, he's built up a crazy good record with the Spartans and I think it'd be a great deep pick for Fordham to make if they want to, you know, kind of pull from as far as many options as they can.
2: Very bold. Very bold. I like it. Listen, Sam, you do a great job. I'm glad you're a friend of the show. And uh, are, are you going to be covering Fordham again next year? I will
7: be. I, I, I definitely will be.
2: Well, we're going to have you back on the show uh, very soon. As a matter of fact, even after the season, once the Fordham coach gets hired, maybe we'll call, have a, do, a, do a call and chat about that. I would love that. All right, Sam, thank you so much. Keep up the great work. All right. Thank you. Go Bonneys, by the way. Oh, uh, thank Go Bonnies. We got a shot. We really do. Thank you. All right, we have our last caller calling in. That was Sam Basil, who covers Fordham for the Atlantic 10 Talk. Does a great job. And I believe on the line right now we have uh, another Bonnie. Uh, Good evening. Hey, how's it going? Is this Derek? This is Derek. How are you? All right, so this is Derek. Derek has called the show before. He runs a terrific uh, podcast and website sb unfurled i follow all the time to keep up with my bonnies uh thank you for getting all that great content out there you made my season better derek by having your website (laughs) and podcast
8: that's what i'm trying to do inform people uh give people a little bit of a different insight than your normal uh print articles i do a lot of visuals and graphics to try to get a little bit of a different spin into analysis for the
2: games it's been great all right so let's before we get into regular questions I'm thinking the Bonnies are beating LSU. What about you?
8: I have to say they will. I mean, I I can't come this far and then say we're going to drop a first-round game. Um, I do think LSU has been underseeded a bit. Uh, I think they probably could have been a 6 seed, maybe a 7 seed. Um, but, hey, you, when you get to the tournament and you're in that 7 to 10 range, there aren't going to be any easy games. So, with the way we're playing right now, it's pretty much like bring on anyone. Uh, we're not we're not really scared of anyone right now. This team's looking super confident. I agree. Just ran through the Atlantic Ten tournament, so I yeah, would, I I like our chances.
2: I would just add this, Derek. Um, in watching the NCAA tournament for like you know like fifty years now, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> defense is so key to get through the tournament, to win games in the tournament. And the bottom line is the Bonnies play much better defense than LSU does. LSU, LSU defense is weak. And I think it's a yeah. huge edge for the Bonnies, plus the fact we can control the ball and not let them get out and run and gun.
8: I completely agree. Um, and it's no coincidence that I think the last, the three best Bonnet teams I've ever seen in my life were probably the three best defensive teams um, are, are right up there. And not only the great defense, but this team... Is just super super balanced. We don't rely on one or even two guys. We have five guys that can uh, really really step up and play well. You have to account for all of them in the defense. Uh, it, like our one through four positions can switch on anything. We're very very versatile, very athletic. This defense is is extremely extremely good. All right. And then we have a, a wonderful point guard as well to, to control the ball against, uh, you know, you saw against VCU as a very good defense, Terrific. only two turnovers.
2: All right, let's get some other questions here. So give me one team that's going to do better besides the Bonnies that everybody thinks.
8: <laughs> I think, uh, man, there's a lot. You know, I think the winner the Loyola-Chicago-Georgia uh, Tech game has a solid shot at Ooh, knocking like off it. Illinois. Both those teams are really, really good, really experienced. Um I was worried that we were going to have to face one of those in an 8-9 so I'm kind of glad we're avoiding them. Then also USC. Uh they're a 6 seed, but I think they could be, you know, they're a top 20 team, tough matchup, two really good players, the Mobley brothers, Evan Mobley, one of the best players in the country. I wouldn't be surprised if they go to the final four. Give me a first round upset. I like UC Santa Barbara. Uh they plowed through the Big West, which, you know, isn't saying too much, but they're extremely balanced I think they're underrated no one's really talking about them and also another really experienced team which I think helps a lot this year with the abridged year not many games getting played I could see UC Santa Barbara upsetting Creighton also Winthrop 23-1 and ran through the Big South up-tempo team I could see them uh, upsetting Villanova all
2: right that's the music so give it quickly final four and winner go ahead <laughs>
8: I think uh, Gonzaga's taking it. Baylor, another pick for me. I'm going to go with Colorado and San Diego State if my bonnie's don't make it. Those two uh, those two teams are really good, too.
2: And you got Gonzaga winning it off.
8: Yeah, I think so. Great job, Kevin.
2: Thank you for being a friend of the show. We look forward to talking to you again on College Hoops Chat. Thanks for having me. Okay, great job. All right, folks, I hope you got a lot of information there. A lot of great picks for the NCAA Tournament. Have fun. Watch all the games this weekend. Go College Hoops Chat!